0: Okay, everyone. What's up? Hello, you're here. This is it. This is Big Little Life with the Dashleys. You're here.
1: Yeah, and so am I. And so is Dallin. And Luna's sitting right behind us. And our kids are asleep. So we are coming at you a little later than we thought because we went on a super impromptu trip. And then we had
0: all these intentions to record with our phones. But then the kids came up, excuse, excuse, (laughs) excuse. And we didn't record on Tuesday. So we're sorry, but we're back today on Thursday and we're here. And And we wanted to start at this, like Jimmy Fallon's show. Did it work? Did it It sound like it?
1: sounded great. And hopefully we'll get one out to you tomorrow because we want to, like, come hell or high water, we want to stick to the two a week.
0: Yeah. Because we're here for you guys. We're here with you. We're not going to leave you hanging.
1: We have stuff to say. And thanks to one of you, we have a really fun news article to share.
0: Let's do this.
1: So in a nutshell, I'm not going to read this one to you because... The news article wasn't written in like a really super funny way or anything, but the story has substance. The
0: headline's kind of funny.
1: The headline. Read that for us, Alan.
0: <laughs> okay. This came to us from somebody in the Dashley Club. You should join that if you're not in the Dashley Club, by the way, because it's you know, awesome.
1: Exclusive and fun.
0: Yeah. It's a closed group for Dashley fans only. Anyways, this one is called Over 100 Praying Mantises Take Over Home After a Woman Buys Infected... No, infested Christmas tree.
1: So <laughs> this goes back to the age old, do I use a real Christmas tree or a not real Christmas tree?
0: And this has just this solidified just Ashley's, really just Ashley's resolution bolsters. to never ever buy a real tree for Christmas.
1: So, and I like feel in my heart, this could happen with sundry other bug species, whoever. La- so what happens is the bugs lay their eggs in a sack the praying mantis or the spiders or like i don't even know rattlesnakes scorpions whatever not snakes i know snakes don't lay eggs in a sack but they lay their eggs and they laid it in the tree and when the tree was in the wild of nature
0: woman buys tree woman brings tree home
1: the temperature of your house mimics summertime uh, so the egg sac <laughs> and the eggs decide that it's time to greet the world and Hello. over like over 100 babies i'm guessing hundreds of baby praying mantises hatched into her home Oh my gosh. That's like something Elf on the Shelf could not top. What is it with all
0: of our insects covering houses stories lately? They're just hilarious and something that we would hate so much. So that's why we're sharing them on the podcast. So
1: (laughs) this woman is a veterinarian and she takes it a step further, which I applaud as a lover of all of God's creatures. (laughs) Um, She did not suck them up with a vacuum, which for the record doesn't work because they can just crawl out and then they're mad at you. She waited until they were a healthy age, I'm assuming, where they could actually be picked up. And she scooped them up one at a time and placed them in a box. And she did not put the box outside, which I would do. I would be like, okay, nature, your turn, take it from here. She kept the box and she is
0: now trying to find homes for these praying babies
1: to live and, and feeding them flies from her house. And she has put it out there into the universe that she is looking for good homes for the mantises.
0: Wow. What and a what a special lady. I would have just thrown them outside and said, best of luck.
1: I guess she looked it up in people with gardens like them. And so she's trying to give them good garden homes. <laughs> I just feel like that's a lot of effort.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyways. Fun story. We always share one of those at the beginning of the podcast because it's fun to stay up to date on the latest and greatest funny news stories. Yeah. There's way too much crap out there in the news. Basically, I used to follow news stations on Facebook and I just realized they are gearing these stories to make you mad or, or upset I and to stop. get a reaction out of you so that you click on their... So you click on the link and go to their website so you see their ads and they make money. Yeah. And I, it's all geared to for, to make you angry or to stir up emotions, they rarely share good news. And it just made me mad and depressed and upset. And so I stopped following them, And I'm so much happier.
1: Yeah, I started getting like scared to leave my house because all that they talk about is like, there was a shooter here. And there's a drug deal down the street of your neighborhood. And like, it was always just shootings and killings. It's sad because kidnappings and car crashes and weather disasters
0: yeah and it's sad because they're sharing all these things and saying something huge is coming right after the break or stay tuned so that they can get you to watch their ads to make money and and that's why they are sharing these stories that make you mad and And i guess and that's what that's just what bugs me
1: but like i just wasn't i just it was just messing my brain up so we just kind of stopped in our family following the news So, I mean, we're not afraid to leave our house anymore, or I'm not, but also we know nothing.
0: We stay up to date with things that are going on. We're not just oblivious. Maybe we are oblivious to a lot of things, but we know what? Yeah. (laughs) What
1: that's happening right now? As
0: far as like following news stations on social media, that's something we don't do. Maybe you do, but that's something we do, and we have gotten a lot happier for it. So, try it out for a week. See what you think. Besides, of course, our hilarious slash funny slash. Um, embarrassing news stories that we find and we share with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Um, We're excited for this podcast. It's a little bit of everything and and they're all good things. Ash has a little bit of an outline. Why don't you just give us an outline for this podcast, Ash?
1: So we've had some requests to retouch on some things, which we'll try and keep very brief and very also just packed with good things. But try and keep it brief because we also want to talk about um, I thought it'd be fun to do all the things we've been loving lately. I think I think it's kind of like a cool thing to do. It's what you talk to your friends about and you guys are our friends, so we wanted to just share with you like some of the things this month that we are loving. Or like we'll do this every once in a sort while. Sort of obsessed with right now. Everybody always wants to know just like talking about. When we're not podcasting, it's kind of what is on our minds.
0: Yeah, like I went over to we last Wait, night I did Scouts. Yet. Oh and I walked into his pantry and I was like, this is what other people have in their pantries. I only know what we have in our pantry. It's <laughs> you probably know? Organized. It's just interesting. So that's why we want to share things we've been loving lately every once in a while. Just because like... Just like... It's, you learn new stuff.
1: So it's, it's not stuff that's like urgent or like super informative or like a teaching thing. It's just like things that we're talking about. Following that, we have some just kind of our marriage things slash issues that we've been going through lately a lot came out on our trip to saint george and we just kind of wanted and before saint george and kind of what led to saint george and we just wanted to kind of touch on that i think it might be something that other people relate to okay so back to the beginning we have had a lot of requests about talking more touching more on the five love languages they're, it's kind of something that slapped our marriage in the face and has really helped us.
0: In a good way. In a
1: good way. Like, we didn't know it was a like, thing. Like, wake up! We, I think, subconsciously had wished for something to just explain our issues to us so clearly, and it, that came along and did. Um, downs can tell you the five love languages really quick, but then I think we should just kind of touch more on how we are applying them in our life.
0: Slash how we... No, we should be in what we're yeah, planning to we're do because we're definitely not we're perfect at, at it. it. Yeah, what, thing. let's just let's tell everybody what we let's commit right here to do something this week, and then we'll do it. And then in a week, we can say how it went. How about that? Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, real quick, five love languages. If you haven't read that yet, it's called the Five Love, Langu- love Languages by Gary Chapman. Um, Changed our marriage, like we said, super amazing book. You should definitely read it. The five love languages are be- basically how you communicate how somebody receives love like primarily
1: and the gist is that for most people the way they feel love or like receive it and the way they give it is usually the same but that isn't great because the way their partner feels love it doesn't always line up with that
0: yeah and there's basically five different ways that people give or receive or like feel loved by somebody and and the, it's oftentimes that people marry each other with different love languages. And if you don't know your partner's love language, then you could be thinking that you are filling their love tank or that they're feeling super loved by you. But in reality, they are wondering if you love them and they feel insecure in the relationship. And
1: We're kind of digging out of that hole. We're digging
0: out of that hole because we now know each other's love languages. Mine is words of affirmation, which is basically using your words to say how you're feeling. Which
1: is so not me.
0: And I now know that. I'm like, and that explains so much.
1: You know, like the actions speak louder than words. I'm like. Just...
0: Well, I also think actions. No, are I important. know.
1: But like, I'm just like, why would I ever say it when I could show it? Yeah. Through dun, 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 dun. quality time. That's
0: Ashley's. Hers is quality time. And the other three love languages are. Well, I didn't we didn't even expound upon quality time. Basically spending quality time focused. Undistracted time with the other person. Just like
1: being with each other. Yeah, doing things that are meaningful. Not because you're forced to just
0: nothing huge.
1: Wanting it could be
0: huge, but it could also just be like sitting and talking or going on a walk, you know?
1: Going on a date or going on a date. Just leaving the phones. Like hanging out with me and the kids, even though it's not super fun. But just wanting to be with me because you know it's better for me when you're there. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And so that's Ashley's and the other three are receiving gifts. Some people's primary love language is receiving a gift because like not necessarily what the gift is, but what it represents. Like that person was thinking about me while they were gone. So they you got know? me a gift. Everybody feels love with these things, but only one of them is like a primary love language that that really should be met if you want this person to be feeling loved and on top of the world and happy in the marriage.
1: Right. And then there's acts of service. A lot of us can probably think of someone we know who just is constantly doing service for others and is very selfless and their love language is probably acts of service because so if
0: you did one of those things for them so that they didn't have to do it or just you or know, just like nice that's how
1: they're showing love is yeah. through their love language
0: so they would just feel so loved if you did something for them an act of service
1: and then the last one is physical touch
0: yeah touch. and that one's pretty easy just like holding hands snuggling rubbing each other's back hugging sex yeah all these things are how they primarily receive love. So those are them.
1: Right. So the first step, if, even if you don't read the book, is just to basically either through observation or just straight up asking like your partner, how do you feel loved? What do I do that makes you feel loved? Or what do you wish I would do that would make you feel loved? And those answers can probably 100% help you decipher what their love language is.
0: For sure. And...
1: And we never did that. I know. Ever.
0: I wish we did. We were just like, assuming the whole like I for two years. And I never even sat
1: down and was like, "What?"
0: Well, inside, what? I would always wonder why you were never the first one to say "I love you." But or- like,
1: I never like identified myself as like a person. It just explains so much. Yeah. Of my life.
0: <laughs> and I would just know why like, you were all sad. The things like
1: I did as a kid. The reasons why I don't want a big family. Just. Not because I didn't even come from a huge family, but like, I've always just had this weird thing where I didn't want a ton of kids. And I think it was just because... It's
0: because she's afraid that she won't be able to spend enough quality time with each child the more that we have.
1: Right. And just, I didn't love serial dating. Like, just, I didn't love, like, dating lots of guys at the same time. Like, like for fun. I just wanted one to, like... Like, I just...
0: Ashley would not do good as the bachelorette.
1: Right. I would break down. (laughs) Yeah.
0: i probably would too Uh
1: uh-huh so it just it explains a lot about myself and about my anxieties and it just really helps me just with myself
0: yeah it helps you make sense of your relationships a lot Uh uh-huh so how um how i am trying to spend more quality time with ashley is like when it's family time we have our work time and family time i have my office hours like you know, in the morning and a little bit in the afternoon until the kids wake up. And what I, what my goal is to do, this is what I'm committing to do this week.
1: And it's probably just things Dallin has realized that bug me. And it's that's kind of what love language like. If you just listen to your spouse and listen to what they're asking you not to do or to do,
0: you'll pick. I'm up guessing on love you're going to
1: say phone. Right? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, is to stop working when it's time to be done working.
1: Right, because all the time, like, and it probably doesn't mean anything to Dallin. I'm always just like hey let's put down our phone and just be with our kids and and he's not doing anything terrible he's not like he's just checking it every once in a while but to me that's just saying like i have other things on my mind besides you guys you're, yeah, you're kind bad. of a time filler in between my emails. even if
0: you your love language wasn't quality and that's time not what he's i should communicating. still not be on my phone so much
1: but it's just i think he has heard me say that a couple times
0: and yeah, my goal is to like set my phone away from me not have it in my pocket more often and just not have the mindset it's like it's like fomo or something always fear of missing out
1: or fear of or not fear of hitting like seeing something in time
0: yeah fear of not seeing something in time wondering if somebody might need Especially to contact me it's like, like the people that are most important our yeah our phone is like work mixed with pleasure and relaxation so it's hard and it always ends up becoming work eventually and it's like i need to just set my office hours and then not worry if somebody tries to call and i'm and i don't answer it like they can get back to me later. If it's urgent, they'll keep calling again or find another way to get in touch with me. I shouldn't always like be at the, at the, what's the word? I shouldn't always be at the, at the ready for somebody that may or may not need to be calling me at this second or reaching me through Facebook or Instagram. Like my people most important to me are sitting right here next to me. Right. And I'm but not,
1: that's hard for you too, just cause you're very much a, you want to like, like make other people happy kind of yeah but i want to make you happy i know most. i'm yeah it's, and so it's i a should what thing. i want to
0: do is set my phone away from me more often mm-hmm. and not be the person who always answers the phone when when somebody calls me it's not yeah. important to me
1: i don't care if someone calls you it's just more like checking or just yeah analytics and uh uh-huh. All that stuff because you can check it. You can like, check all the. I day. have my, I try and just leave my phone because if it's by me, I need to be like, okay, how many views does this video have? <laughs> yeah. How's this title performing? Have these people gotten back to us? What uh-huh. is this itinerary looking like?
0: Emails, yeah, all that stuff. So it's easy to get caught up in that when I really want to just be focusing on you and the kids. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, this Plus, week
1: we've realized the children are happier when. I feel, or it's just like we catch, they know we catch when we're the giving them swings attention swings sooner and you can like cut them off at the pass. But yeah. like the anger, if you're like more watching them versus you're on your phone and they're over there, but suddenly someone's breaking down and you get there be- when it's too late to mm-hmm. stop it.
0: Yep, but then you just have to ride that wave. That right brain emotional wave. Um, There's another book that I'm learning about, Whole Brain Child.
1: Yeah, Dylan's reading that right now. Basically, mm-hmm. both of us are just feeling super unprepared for this thing called a parent, like parenthood. Yeah, who is prepared? Nobody's of, prepared. Like, why is it not part of like public school education, child development? I, I starting saw, at like I saw an article. <laughs>
0: Seriously, I saw an article that was like, "This school district plans to teach kids financial skills," and I was like, "Why is it taking so long?"
1: Or just, but yeah, everyone does that. I like I graduated from high school knowing nothing about retirement saving and banking. And these are the things that are going to keep yeah, me out of the so sh- like off the streets when I'm 80.
0: Uh-huh. So anyways, there should definitely be parenting classes. There's there probably are. But it's something you have to do totally proactively, like seek it out. But
1: that's something almost everyone is going to have to face. And why not yes. train society to do it a good way? And once you're in it. Or to just enter it feeling confident in yourself and having a toolkit of like a mental toolkit of how to deal with things. Exactly.
0: Like hardly anybody goes into parenthood with those things. So like my mindset is I can either give our kids up for, for adoption or be an awesome parent. I don't want to be like mediocre. So what I have like recently dedicated my mind to doing is becoming awesome at it. So I'm trying to read a lot of books. Yeah. It's just so hard. It's just something that I want to be good at. It's a skill that I want to learn. I'm not going to go off. And it's so hard
1: to do something every day and know you don't know what you're doing and know that you could be doing this a terrible way that will scare your children or you could be doing it a great way. You just don't even know. And what
0: everybody does, they just resort to how they were raised and that could be good or bad. mm -hmm. So I just, I want to make sure I'm doing everything how I want to do it. My mom raised me amazingly, but I want to like make Dallin's choices and be proactive and, and conscious about how I'm raising Plus just my kid. Plus
1: every kid is different. So what worked for you might not work for George yeah, and James.
0: exactly. And the world's a little bit different now. Like I didn't have a cell phone growing up. Right. You know, so I want to just stay on top of it and be really good at it. So that's something. And maybe we can talk more about books we're reading later in other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm reading The Whole Brain Child. Nice. Yeah.
1: Um. So things I am trying to do and it's just so... What are you committing
0: to do this week, Committing.
1: Ash. It's so hard for me. I just feel cringy when I say things that I feel like are mushy. I don't even know. And it's stupid.
0: He talks about that in the book. He's like, it'll be really uncomfortable to you, especially yeah. if you didn't use a lot of words growing up. And he gives others... And I mean,
1: I've never been like, I've never been a big, huge talker. I was the quiet child of my family I don't know. I've just never been that person who was very articulate or I think I'm articulate, just openly articulate. Like I think a lot of things, I just don't say them. Yeah. So I just, I've just been trying to, and this is baby step one. When Dallin says things to me, like he just comes up out of nowhere and he's like, you're my queen. You're amazing. You are a perfect angel and you make this house better. And I just am like, uh uh, like I don't know what to say to that thank you Del I'm always just like that's all you have to say I know but then it's I guess in that moment I feel a lot of pressure to like shoot something back at you oh
0: no don't feel that
1: so I'm always just like thanks (laughs) okay yeah but I am trying to say things back in those moments things that I really feel not just things that sound good
0: you don't have to say it right in that moment, just randomly. It's I know, like, but I think that's my If that's f- easiest well, that, for you, I then you can use my that. first step. Yeah, that could be a first step.
1: Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like there's... I don't want to try- put you on the spot. There's a lot of times where I think things about Dallin, where he walks by and I just think, oh, I love him so much or he looks so cute. And I would never would say those things. I just keep... I just think them. But I'm trying... If I think them... My mind now is like, that's his love language. You should say that to him. Like, it speaks to me. And I try and say them. And sometimes I wuss out and don't. But I think I say more than I used to. Which is not a lot, but it's more. So I'm committing. I commit when I think those things to say those things. Because cool. I think them Thanks, a lot. Babe. I don't I don't just not... I want
0: to hear all these thoughts. They make my day.
1: Dallin's also more comfortable like saying adult sweet things and i'm just like whoa <laughs> <laughs> K. Okay.
0: it's true I'll i'm not go there right yet up i and say it
1: i just am not there yet
0: things that we probably can't say here if we want to keep our clean rating on itunes uh-huh but know that it is said by Dallin, <laughs> by me and i it think is half the things you say over by you
1: just like to see me like freak out a little bit not like get embarrassed not freak out
0: i hope we reach the point where you come back with an even harder one <laughs>
1: one day you'll make me as dirty as you yeah it's not dirty if you're married right Okay, well, that is, we had a lot of questions about those things, and we just wanted to touch on how we use that in our marriage more. And we'd love to hear from you guys about how you're doing that. Um,
0: We've gotten so many great messages on Instagram and Facebook, emails. Like, thank you so much. We love hearing these stories. Yeah, and
1: we especially love seeing you're like you guys have been taking pictures of when you're listening to it
0: yeah like screenshots or driving in the car and like showing big little life with the dashlies on the, uh, in on the dash and we're just like it's what? so it's weird for us to see but it's also so awesome like it's whoa, like with we're our playing vlog, on somebody's car yeah speakers. it's like with our
1: vlog some people will take a picture of their whole family watching our vlog every day <laughs> and, and their and we're puppy just on like the big screen yeah it's so cool cool but also we don't imagine that when we make the vlogs it's just like we load them to the special place on our computer where people can see them i know but it's hard to imagine people watching them like how i watch my favorite it's just cool to think of this
0: big community of such great people out there like all come together and and that's why we created the dashley club on facebook so that you guys can actually talk with each other Because like you guys share so many good ideas. Somebody just started like a recipe pod where you're sharing other recipes. You guys share fun, like funny memes and like videos and...
1: Kid activities. Kid
0: activities.
1: Fun things going on in fun places. The Dashley
0: community is so awesome. You guys are great and we love being a part of it.
1: We do. Okay, things we love. Things we're loving lately. Just little things because, you know, shows end. The Great British Baking Show, I've watched it all eight times. I just, I already, I know how to make it now, so I can't keep watching it as much as I want to. And I'll just sit around and wait till the next season. Um, But Bringing Up Bates has a new season on Amazon Prime, which I am just loving. I have this new thing where we kind of need to be more productive when the kids are asleep. There's kind of a movement called like Take Back the Night. I think a lot of people get in the habit, namely me. Of as soon as the kids go to sleep, I basically die on the couch. Like I just, all physical movement stops. and you I deserve it. I know, but like I could do more. I just sit there. And sometimes they go to bed early and that's like four hours. And you're just, there's, and every day I'm like, gosh, there's so much I need to get done. And then I don't. And in my mind, when the kids go to bed, it, I just, all productivity stops. So I have this new thing where... I allow myself to kind of to purchase my favorite shows and I am trying to only watch them if I have a laptop. Actually, Dallin's job, we discussed this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to
0: gonna say that my new job is to bring her the laptop open with the hard drive plugged in, ready to edit a video or start a the blog post Because when the kids go to sleep,
1: Lazy Ashley rules the house and Lazy Ashley doesn't like to get up and get things so i bring her hot
0: chocolate or a drink right and the laptop you have
1: to make it an event it, she... it needs to be an event folks <laughs>
0: it's the new 21st century marketing i have to turn it into an experience we're gonna
1: keep going an like an event for her we've totally dropped the ball on our blog we used to do it and I it know. used to be fun. And, and
0: our email list that we've told everybody we're going to start. We have all of your emails, everybody who has signed up on our website for our weekly things we've been loving lately email. And we right. have all the and intentions just, in the world to start that. And we just haven't yet. We just need to send the first one.
1: Because of this new thing where I allow myself to buy my favorite shows that usually I would just be like, you don't need to waste money on that. But
0: it's an investment. It's an
1: investment now. And Dallin makes an, an event. it an event for me. And he like, Brings me a fun drink and the laptop. And then I'm fine to just work for hours. So now
0: she's going to start doing more blog posts. I just have that one roadblock where I'm too lazy to move. Send an email to our <laughs> list of people every once in a while. And you should join that list if you're not on it yet because we're going to start.
1: Right. So that's one thing I'm loving.
0: The vlog.com is where you can sign up to be part of the weekly Things We've Been Loving Lately email.
1: I'm also loving the idea of working out. I'm really deeply in this place where i'm dissatisfied with my body in a healthy Gosh, way you're rocking that no i'm not i'm not i'm just dissatisfied with i'm i'm in like i'm well you're
0: just reaching the next level where right. You can i'm finally be to the point
1: again. where i am dissatisfied with like i lost a lot of weight just nursing and not being pregnant right uh-huh. and now i'm to the point where i'm just kind of soft everywhere and i've never been that i've always been on like sports teams and I've always worked out and I was at the peak of just Ashley physicalness before we had George and it was really great and I loved how I felt. And You were going to the gym a lot. And now I just don't feel that way and I am not in the role of things and it's just, I don't like going in the morning because I haven't nursed yet and there's just a lot there and i don't like going in the afternoon because they might wake up and we're working and then i don't like going at night because that's when lazy ashley visits the house <laughs> so i just i really like i'm to the point which is a new point where i desire to go i just haven't reached the point where i can have found a good gym rhythm that works for our family slash me
0: desire is the first step
1: it is it really is because i had no desire before like
0: let that desire work with you.
1: Post-pregnant Ashley is just a whole nother creature <laughs> who does not stress herself out because she will fall apart if she f- is.
0: Well, it's good that you know that because you're just not giving yourself more than you can handle.
1: Right. I. It might be too much on the other side of that where I'm giving myself.
0: Not enough. Not enough
1: to handle. I think you
0: have a lot to handle right now you're doing good
1: it's just this brings us to the next thing I'm loving Dallin and I are just I feel like we're just emerging from newborn stage James is changing a lot she's crawling now she doesn't have to be held everywhere and it I feel like we're like the sun is coming up on our life again where it's not that it was depressing before it's just we're we're kind of getting back into the our old groove where we do more things where Dallin and I both have like are starting to think about personal hobbies and interests that we want to pursue, and the kids are fitting more easily into those things.
0: Yeah, I feel like the first year of <laughs> so we're like babyhood, a train, like
1: starting. It's just really slow.
0: Anybody who's had a baby, you understand that first year with a baby is like, man, your personal time and your personal hobbies and interests are like really get pushed to the backburn hopefully you can still take maybe like an hour once in a while to do them but like it's it's, been
1: longer than a year we just are so out of that groove and that rhythm that
0: i am so excited to go snowboarding like once i grew up going snowboarding like every weekend Uh and so that's been a really hard shift for me but me and my brothers are going to go here soon Mm -hmm. i am so looking forward to that
1: yeah like
0: And Ashley, I want her so bad to go do something for herself. And it's so fun to talk
1: about things now instead of like when George was a baby and then we got pregnant with James, everything was pushed out like two years. And it's so fun now to see like to see things that we used to do coming up on the horizon like four months away. Like, oh, in four months we can do this now, like this next summer. and
0: Mm -hmm. Like we're planning a trip out to Colorado to see my family and we're going to plan a trip to go see Ashley's family down in Texas and her friend up in Washington. Yeah, And all we're, of this and we're stuff planning a few more like family trips,
1: the undoable task we, we plan it and we're excited and it's not something that's impossible to come to do or something that's going to just, I'm going to be nursing the whole time and Slash stuck in the house because we're not one of those people Slash that takes our schedules are really intense. Car. Like all of that stuff is just very much toning down and It's like winter turning into spring right now. Like the seasons are changing for our family. And if we just don't get pregnant again, we will be able to do a few things. Trust us when we say
0: every precaution is being taken.
1: (laughs) Trust us. Yeah. So that is something that I'm loving. Also, there has been quite the role shift in the Dashley household. Let me just break this down. Dallin works full time at Plural Site and Ashley does worked. Worked. Well, no, when he Dallin worked at Plural Sight, okay. he was full time there and I was full time the Dashley business. Uh-huh. Besides like a few email things. Right. Like social media postings, comments were mostly me during nap times and then editing all the vlogs and pictures. Then and I did kids and it was killing me. Like quality time Ashley was not doing well. Right. There was... It was just hard. It was a lot. Finally, and it was worth it. Like, we got to the point where, um, like, weddings and corporate business, corporate things we were doing with other, like, videos. Yeah. Videography stuff for other people that we were doing. And then our own, like, Dashly stuff that we were doing was making enough money for Dallin to quit his job. Ooh. And it was... We were so excited. And I think we were super naive. Because... I think what a lot of people think when someone quits their day job for a side hustle is like, they're so lucky. They're going to have the chillest life. It's going to be so easy. Like, they're just, you don't. Don't get us
0: wrong. It is very nice. It is very nice. Like, we, uh, but it just changes because we have new, like, at Pluralsight, it was kind of like scheduled my day for me. You know, I go to work at this time. I have to do these things within and, this amount of time. And you don't really
1: care. Like when the day's over, when work day is over, it's over. And there's nothing in your head that's telling you, you could do more.
0: Yeah. And now at home, more. our work life and our personal life is constantly mixed. And, and the it's more in the same we work, building. the
1: more money we make, the more closer we get to our goals. Like you could never stop. And it would. I would be happy to never stop because it's so fun to have momentum and to be progressing and growing and
0: yeah but also we have two kids that need us and there's always all these other things that you could do and they often would get mixed like I need to do this but I also have to go take care of this okay
1: wait but this so when Dallin quit his job he was like Ash you're great at the business like the business stuff here let me do kids in the mornings and afternoons and you just fly with The editing and with the with all of the business stuff, and I was like, okay, (laughs) and I thought I would love it, and I didn't. And Dallin thought he would love being with the kids, and he loves the kids, but he didn't. And it might be that we've had different roles for so long, and I've become super invested and attached in just the tiniest things of the kids' lives. Not that Dallin's not, but like the just the tiny things, like the just trivial little things and I just want I've been like working on milestones with them so much like I feel just sadness in my heart when I miss out on just and I didn't think I would I thought I'd just be like so stoked to have Ashley time away from the chaos but I would be up here editing and working and hear things downstairs and I would have to like hold on to the desk to keep myself from not running down there to help out and to see like does George need me? Does James need me? Are they okay? And it might be that they're more kind of not more attached to me, but I know how to calm them better that it was really hard for me to have Dallin going through like stressful kid situations downstairs when I knew like I can go down in a second and be like, oh, George, he needs this. He wants this. This is what we usually do. And oh, James just wants me to hold her because she anyways, it was just really hard. And Unbeknownst to me, I'd come down and be like, "Are you okay, Dylan? Are you sure you're okay?" And he had like a look of stress about him, but he was like, "I'm great. I love it." I think because he wanted to more than he did. Yeah. Anyways, we just he. I think he he kind of got to the point that I got to after James was born, where I just felt like it was just this crazy circle, and it never stopped, and it was just chaos and that i was failing a lot like i went through all of that and he was there and he came to me and you can touch more on it but basically told me he wasn't doing great and i was like do you want to switch
0: yeah i felt like i didn't understand my purpose like i understand like a father is a huge role for like raising these two young minds to like be educated and good like benefit society and faithful like followers of christ and you learn to use their agency correctly in this and i understand that but i also like i just i did i didn't feel i just need to find my purpose my new purpose so i like hard, went on like, a long walk and we talked about this our last podcast too, like on purpose but like to feel fulfilled i just i know the business and i want to run it and i want to do good at it and I just want that to kind of be my primary thing during the day. And that's what and, I learned. And like... And Ashley realized that clear, she wanted her primary thing to be like
1: helping the kids I'm during the day. i all for like power to the woman. Like you can... Like I could have done it and I was doing it. And I don't think it's wrong for a girl to do that and to keep doing that, what I was doing. I just think for me personally, and it might just be that we were walking two different roles for so long and I it took me a long time but I had learned to find purpose in the little moments and but it took me a long time and Dallin it probably had taken him a long time to find purpose in like I didn't feel purposeful editing it was just this thing I was doing and I felt like my the purposeful things were the kids and it might just be because I was walking that path for so long and Dallin was down there the same doing the same thing feeling like was like just feeling caught up in the whirlwind downstairs with the kids while the big things were happening upstairs and i i really do think it might have been a little bit because we had been doing separate things for so long and learning to find purpose in those things and i think a, i think there's a lot of i don't know like power in being a mother and i think saying this the like most respectful way that i can i think mothers are different than fathers and do different things for their kids and just feel differently
0: that's very normal like yeah it's just in our
1: marriage at least like i am just i like watch the kids like i i don't know like if you if you ever see like a wild lion like it's the girl lion who's just always watching the cubs and the guy lions out there watching them too but There's other things, but like, if I didn't try and make my mind think about other things, it would only think about my kids. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think I've just come to the point where I've just, and I didn't always feel that way, but I'm just trying to accept that and hope that that's normal and just let that be a season that I'm in. And I think it, and it is changing as George gets older, like my, like, desire to like protect him and care for him co- like continuously is going away in a healthy way like not like like neglecting, you'll, you'll but allow like your mom to, his longer, his, mom to watch him for I'm longer and my mom to watch him for longer than like a few hours yeah like i don't feel like he needs me as deeply as he did uh-huh. so i'm letting go and but i'm still there with james and a little bit with george so it was just really hard for me to not be there for them and to not just like know how they were and what they were doing. And I know I like, I know a lot of moms work and I just had never had that experience. So I wasn't used to it. And I think I'm happy in this season to be the primary caregiver. Not that down's not here so much and helping so much, but it was almost a relief for me to let that, the, the vlog editing and the posting and the like emails go. Mm-hmm and i think i do better at the kids nurturing and the kids and the nurturing right now and Dallin does better at the business right now and it's just kind of like something we had to figure out and we started out a the different way and thinking that would be the best i don't know
0: yeah i think there's something divine in that too yeah but like it's, it's we're both I think we're both the companions the divine thing
1: is just listening to your heart and feeling promptings of the spirit and it might prompt other people to do different things But for us, it was prompting me to kind of be with the babies and I don't know, like we just kind of fell into this and we've been doing it for two days and it's just been so like just better.
0: Yeah, really. It just feels right and that's, and it feels really good. So um, I wonder if you've noticed, let me know if you guys have noticed that Dallin is editing the vlog now. I mean, it's still, we filmed what we film every day. So it's. It's going to be kind of yeah, the same.
1: That, all that is very collaborative. And it's been it's also been hard for me to be like, okay, baby, my baby vlog that I created from that I thing, know. Like, here you go, Dallin. Like, I have to practice being, like, Dallin will be like, do you want to come watch it? And I have to be like, nope, I trust you completely. <laughs> or else I would just micromanage him. And I've just had to, he makes, he does great. Like, he's a professional editor. It's not like I gave it to someone who had never done it before, but... It was hard. Ashley's
0: good at just t- she.
1: It was hard to let her to let the vlog go.
0: She's she's better at knowing what to keep in and what to take out. I'm learning.
1: I think there's just different styles, but that I like if I don't try not to stress about it, I do. But it's just. I'm just a stress case, so Anyways, I have to choose what I stress about.
0: A little bit of insight into the mind of a YouTuber family for you. Or, Those are things that we're going through. Any, also anybody who has their own like own business or works from or home. Just
1: anything with roles, I think roles yeah. are hard in a marriage. There's so much stigma and outside input, and it's not always what makes you the happiest. So there's a lot of, am I just being weird or am I just falling back into like historical, societal, terrible things.
0: Well, I think what we're doing could be traditionally what, like, s- historical society has said to do, but it also feels right for us.
1: It's also very, like, collaborative.
0: Yeah. Which
1: so it's, a- it's just... And so it's more like than a h- hybrid. I guess
0: in the past... Like, like I mean, Dallin's
1: there for the hard moments. I can just be like, get down here right now. I need to. And it's you. awesome
0: that we have that, that we're able to and work from home and do that. And we've worked out where... And also Ashley will run up and like give her input whenever.
1: Right. And it's just, it was really great. Like we got to craft our schedule and I I told Dallin like, I need you in the mornings. That's the hardest time getting everyone ready. Just get me out the door and then I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I can do fun stuff and then bring them home and put them down.
0: And then once they wake up from their naps, like around three or four, then it's go time, family time. Right. And the business is done for a while and we focus on the kids. We go make a great video that day if that's a filming day or we just go do something fun as a family and
1: so i would and that's say our schedule. if you have a side hustle and you dream of both of you and your spouse working from home it's give yourself some time to figure it out once you quit the main job and you have and, to create your
0: own structure and don't it, think it'll all get, get done and get
1: excited to like craft your own parenting and working schedule because it's, it's awesome. really it's really it's a so cool thing.
0: rewarding to be able to like be your own boss like I used
1: to fear mornings Dallin would leave and I'd be like Ugh, how am I gonna do this and how am I gonna do when I need to I get home and George goes James goes down for a nap and I nurse her and George is just running around the house wreaking havoc like we created like Dallin comes down for 20 minutes just while I do that and it's just The peace in our house is just so like how I feel like I don't have those crazy moments where both kids break down and and I'm lost in the chaos. So it's really nice. Yeah.
0: So we've loved overall like there's there's pros and cons to everything, but it's so awesome to work from home, work for yourself. And if not, everybody has that goal and like whatever makes you happy. But if this is a goal that you're working towards, hopefully this helped a little bit to like hear some insight into somebody who just went full time working for themselves and like structuring your own schedule, and and being your own boss, and we're still learning the uh, like details and, and tweaking things, making things better. But let us know your experience if you work from home or like or if you or work with your spouse your experience or with roles like self-employed. Yeah, and like we'd love to hear your like how you guys do it, and if you have tips and tricks for us, and uh, if they're good, you know we'll share them maybe in another podcast. You can also through Anchor send us voice messages. Which is really cool. Um, send us some voice messages in Anchor, and we can even play them back in the podcast too. Mm-hmm. Also, there are a few people who are supporting us through Anchor oh, right yeah, now. Oh
1: yeah, that's fun. Yeah,
0: thank you guys so much. There are people who are supporting us monthly, like with monthly financial financially supporting the podcast, and that and we're so grateful because this takes a lot of work, a lot of production, a lot of and time, a lot of time, and it's something we want to keep doing for us and for you, and. Um, and that once we realistically, co- And realistically,
1: if if we can't, if it can't support us, the pod, if the podcast doesn't start supporting us, it's not something realistically that would happen forever, I think, uh-huh. just logically from a business standpoint. So it's really super fun that you guys are supporting us and we've had some, some businesses reach out to us that would like to support us as well. And it's just really cool to see.
0: Yep our yeah, little really baby fun.
1: podcast that we started.
0: I know. And it's it's what's cool about like social media. It's a win-win for everybody.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we've touched on everything and more.
0: Um the last thing we wanted to talk about was The Bachelor.
1: Oh. <laughs> I cannot even. This should be its own podcast. I know. Should we ha- we can stop this here and have a special Bachelor mini cast?
0: That could be our second one this week.
1: No, just like right now. We'll just record another one really fast, like a Bachelor update. Okay. I think to keep them separate might be good.
0: Well, listen to the next podcast because we're going to do a, we're going to start a mini series right now. Just decided a Bachelor update mini cast.
1: Right. It'll, so it'll be right there for you to go to right now when this one ends.
0: Thanks for joining us. We love you guys. Dashley family, you're the best. Goodbye.
1: Bye.